so you know the first day of class we we're like oh okay you know and there was like maybe 20 of us in the class so yeah. we would sign the attendance sheet leave it on a desk you would think you know maybe after the first week they would tell him hey thomas you have a class <laughs> no so by like the second or third week like we, we met twice a week yeah we were getting annoyed so we wrote on the board dear professor thomas we were here you were not love the class you know, I did the same thing when it came to a typing class, but the, they, they moved the class, they changed the time, never told any of us. Yeah. So it was like three of us, four of us, I think. I, that's the only time I got an unofficial withdrawal. Like, I just never showed up, so it ruined my GPA on yeah. that one. Which, it's kind of sad, because it's not like I didn't know how to type. Right. I was just taking it anyway. But, yeah. Oh, so, I we are, we are recording, by the way. Of course we are. <laughs> You know, I love I love these cold openings. It it it, it always feels natural because we're just we're just shoot- shooting the shit. Yeah, exactly. And you know, might as well shoot the shit for these shoot things. Shoot the shit. <laughs> so welcome. Which, when you think about it, it's kind of disgusting shooting shit. Could be worse. It could I mean, be it's. Worse. I mean, shit could be shot at you. <laughs> exactly. All right, do the intro. Let's go. <laughs> welcome <laughs> once again to the Dragoons Lair podcast, everyone, where we're talking entertainment. It's a new year. We've got a lot of new things that are going to be coming down the pike. So join us right now as we discuss the upcoming movies we're looking forward to. I think we'll go month by month for this one, or at yeah. least episode will, per, per episode will hit months. Yeah. But uh, I am the Blue Dragoon himself, Daniel the Dragon. And with me is... I'm King Hamster Pellet himself, Mike Schiavo. <laughs> That's right. And Mike, where can they find you outside of this sh- wonderful show? Uh, you can hit me up at Instagram, Hamster Pellet Productions. I have Facebook, Hamster Pellet Productions. Big shock. Uh, I am on the Ticking Talk. At also... You got TikTok? I have the ticking talk. Oh, he got the ticky talk. The ticky, not that I do much on it yet. The clock overlords have grabbed yes. a hold of you, huh? <laughs> yes, I'm on the ticky talk. If I can find the app, I can tell you what my handle is. It's not Hamster Pella Productions? It, no, it is. It, <laughs> I don't know, they had to do something different because, I don't know. Too many of the same things? Probably. <laughs> I, I don't even freaking know. No, it is Hamster Pella Productions on ticking talk. Uh, on TikTok. On TikTok. Ooh, I have two people following me too. Thank you. If you're out there, thank you. <laughs> Call my mother, or my sister. Hey, listen, family following. Family, is... Hey, follow the followers. All right, it's two <laughs> down and hundreds to go. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, we are here. Did you have a good New Year's to start off? Yeah, it, it was pretty good. I had some people over the house. You know, not nothing too crazy. We, you know, just bullshitted. Watched the ball drop. Watched the honeymooners. Hung out. Yeah, people can see the photo of you with your uh, antlers. antlers. Yes, <laughs> I, I spread it out. Oh, if you want to check that out, come come to a, one of our sites that we mentioned, and we'll mention it later, and you can see me with antlers on my head. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, mine was spent sleeping because I had to go to work. Yeah. It was so much fun, you know, having re- a, a job. Uh, if, if this could be my real job, I would love this, but, you know, I need listeners. Need followers, people. Yeah. Come on, follow. Follow, like, subscribe, you know, all those things. Find me on social media because Blue Dragoon 13 is everywhere. Yeah. Literally. We will be, I will be making a Facebook page for the Dragoon. Yep. A, um, for the Dragoon's Lair podcast. The Dragoon's Lair podcast. Yeah, I'll have to have them write it down because I keep fucking it up. <laughs> uh, I'll be making more. Uh, social media accounts for the Dragoon's Lair podcast. 
and everything else, and hopefully throw some video up of us just acting like assholes. Yeah, uh, you know, we are recording these episodes for the most part, video-wise, but it's not to my liking, so it's been a little difficult, and we're still trying to nail a few things down, and we would like to expand, but we're going to hold off on some of the expansions for now. But yeah, um, we got plans, people. We got plans. There are plans, but we need you to follow us so that this way we can follow through with them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So um, did you watch anything recently over the holiday week? Because you know it's been a week since. It's been a week. Uh, actually, no. I've been running around. I've been doing. I've been doing a lot. Um, yeah. No, I was. You know, just house shit, running around. Um really haven't watched anything you know i blinked and yeah the week was gone and i'm like shit oh I, I got caught up in a marathon that was playing for the old 90 show step by step yeah i love that Duffy. oh i love that show it was so much fun back then and watching some of these the episodes again uh brought back so many wonderful memories wasn't like the like the idiot stoner son isn't he like a um martial artist or something like that actually that's the nephew sasha mitchell Mitchell. who played cody right and he was the nephew he was the nephew he was the nephew yeah so he wasn't one of the 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 blended kids okay he wasn't one of the updated brady bunch no but the funny thing is i think he i think he worked with patrick duffy before that on dallas everybody was on dallas it was like the show to be on in the 80s yeah but uh, no like but it was cool to see because then it was the introduction for for me for sasha mitchell before all of a sudden, then he starts showing up in all the kickboxer sequels. Yes. Or at least two, three, four. When they got to five, I think they switched over to Mark DeCascos. I think five was the point where DeCascos took over for yeah. a lot of the martial arts movies back then. <laughs> uh, but love Mark DeCascos as yeah, well. Oh, but it, it was... He did a great job. I liked him as the crow oh, in the yeah. TV shows. Oh, Stairway, the t- to, yeah. Stairway to Heaven? Yeah. The Crow, yeah. The crow Stairway to Heaven. He was a decent replacement yep. because it wasn't Brandon Lee. No, but, but nobody can replace Brandon Lee, but yeah. he was a good he 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 was a good runner up. Yeah, he definitely helped out that, that show and gave it like some real credence when it came mm-hmm. for the martial arts stuff. It's been fun to follow Mark DeCascos's career because he's done so much stuff that hosting, I think, like Iron Chef. Well, his I think it's his uncle was like the first Iron Chef out in like Japan. Yeah, like so he, he started all that shit. Yeah, so him hosting the show is like yeah, interesting, bringing it full circle. Yeah. So it's it, there's a lot of great stuff for and the martial arts guys like they really kicked off. Especially, I feel like sometimes the sequels were better than the original because mm. Kickboxer. I was like, uh, I like the first one, but Sasha Mitchell like yeah. re- you felt more connection to him right. in that one. And like even like Bloodsport, where it was Daniel Breinhardt like taking over for the rest of them. Wait, wait, they they made a sequel to Bloodsport? Oh, there are many sequels to Bloodsport. Really? Yes. I th- I, I love cheesy eighties films. How the fuck did this fly under my oh, radar? They, they were direct to video. I don't know how you missed. I don't them. know how I missed it. Shit. I will tell you, like one of my favorite stories was back when I was working in when we had video stores. I, I worked for Saturday matinee, yep. which I'm there and a woman comes in. She's looking for a martial arts movie and her description was priceless. It She comes up and she's asking, and I it's want like, Kiki Slashy. Oh no. She was, she was like, 
I'm looking for this movie where with the martial arts guy. It, it's got John Claude Van Damme in it. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna need you to be a little more specific. She's like, he, you know, he he kicks, he, he kicks this guy in the face, and I'm like, you've described every one of his movies. She's like, he fights this Asian guy in a tournament. I'm like, you're narrowing it down, but there's more than one of those. Okay, now you're down to two. Yeah, it, 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 I'm like, it was Bloodsport. It was blood. Sport. It was Bloodsport, but at the same time, you're sitting there and you're just like, I'm like, you mean Bloodsport? It like it took pr- poking and prodding. I knew what she was talking about immediately, but I kind of wanted to drag it out of her. This, that was more fun for me. This past October at a chiller con out in New Jersey, I actually met. Oh, you mean chiller theater? Chiller, yeah. I actually met uh, Mr. Bolo Young. Oh. He, I, he was like, he was the one person that I said I had to meet. <laughs> I mean, I looked at the oh, cat, yeah. I looked at the list who was there, and, they, you know, cool cats. Oh, yeah. But Bolo, I was like, Bolo's I was like, Bolo. Big. I, I made a, as soon as we got there, I was like, Lynn, I'll check you later. I made a beeline right to him. <laughs> um, cool cat. I was like, you know, I, I actually, I tried to pronounce his, his proper name and he just looked at me. He was like, I appreciate the effort, but stop. Just stick with Bolo. Yeah. He goes, just, he goes, just, she goes, I appreciate it, but you're butchering it. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Please don't, don't kill me. Yeah. It, Bolo has. Is like completely iconic. Yeah, uh, dude. Just, I mean, all the J- movies he did in Japan. Oh, Enter the Dragon. Oh yeah, but did you see the tribute of of the character that they did for him for what Warrior? No. Oh, you have HBO Max, right? Yes. You've got to check out Warrior. Okay. It's based on the writings of Bruce Lee. Okay. And his daughter Shannon went. And she's like updated stuff. They, they did say they were doing a third season because I think it started on like epics and it just they did two seasons. But during the pandemic, like it went over to HBO and it was just a huge hit. And they said they were doing a third season. So I'm still waiting. But one of the guys in season one, he's like trying. He said he, he did everything he could. I read an interview where it was like he was trying to do like the bolo chest flex. Yeah, and no. it's like he no, he could do it. The guy did a great job, but it was like they wouldn't use the takes for some reason. And it's like, no, you kind of have to do this. Yeah. But it's a warrior is a great story because it's the Chinese immigrants coming mm-hmm. in into California after they had done like the Intercontinental Railroad, and it's the Irish going fighting against the 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 Chinese because of like the they were. You know the discrimination against yeah. the Irish, and then there's the discrimination against the the Chinese. So it was just like both of them fighting for just to be treated properly, right? And it's like one of the guys I'm I blank on his name. I'm not gonna. We're not looking things up today. Yeah. But he he's he was in in um Snake Eyes, GI Joe Snake Eyes. Yeah, I, I skipped that one. It it's actually not bad. That's the funny thing. I was like. I thought like the G.I. Joe movies were going to get terrible, but no, the second one was bad. But the third, this like Snake Eyes is just Snake Eyes. This is what you wanted to see. Well, no, what you want to see is G.I. Joe, The Fall of Cobra, which is coming out very soon, written by me. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad I set you up for that one. (laughs) Yeah, so basically, though, it's Warrior is definitely one of those things where I highly recommend you check that one out. Okay. 
it's so worth it you know it especially because it was based off of bruce lee's writings Mm -hmm. so that to me is like a key point because they're being faithful and it's his daughter who's yeah but so it's it you've and it has that bruce lee feel to it it's i think it for me it's like this is what kung fu should have been right because david carradine is iconic but He's more hang yourself in a closet, <laughs> autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah. Um, I did get to meet him at a convent at, at a chiller theater back when Kill Bill was they, the second part still hadn't come out yet, mm-hmm. and he would not put his cigarette down. I thought you said he wouldn't stop doing the crossword. Puzzle. Oh, he was doing the crossword puzzle, but he so he's still holding the crossword puzzle, and he had the cigarette. So I didn't take a picture with him, but my buddies did. Right, and. He, he really was just like this. He's like put his hand behind them, and you could see I could see the cigarette still in his hand. Yeah. It wasn't like Michael Jai White, who was sitting like right at the table nearby. And Michael Jai White, one of the coolest cats out there, he was wearing his Spawn jersey. And I'm like, at this point, I know they're talking about another Spawn movie, mm-hmm. but I want Michael Jai White. I really do not. He got a, I mean, he got a bad deal with that film. It was, it had so much potential. Oh yeah. But it, yeah. you know what it was, they didn't capitalize on it no. when they did. But the thing is, it's like, now it's going to be Jamie Foxx and Jamie Foxx is extremely talented, but it's, he's not Michael Jai White. No, he's not. And there's, it's like Jamie Foxx is great in a lot of roles, but I don't think he'll, I mean, you know what? Spawn is, I'll give him, I, I said, I'll give it a thing. shot. I'll give it a shot. I said the same thing with. When I heard they were casting Heath Ledger the Joker, I was like the gay cowboys. <laughs> but so you know what? And I said the same thing when they casted uh, the sparkly vampire guy in um the Batman, the Batman. And uh, I was like, you know what? I give him a shot. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say yeah. no, absolutely not. <laughs> I even, I even gave Jared Leto a, a shot. I looked at it like, okay, let me, let me see what he says. And then, you know, my suspicion was confirmed. Leto it never should have happened. Yeah, Leto was a Leto as was the Joker. Experiment. That was an experiment. That was a travesty. That was a bad acid trip. Ugh. That was just an excuse for him to just be a dick. And, I mean, you so know you what? You heard what he did on on set, right? Oh, yeah. You know, sending people rats in boxes and, and stuff. Anal, and, like, used y- anal bees. Yeah, it's just... It I'm was, sorry. If, if I was on set, I would have... <laughs> if I was casted as Batman in that film, oh, yeah. okay, I would have walked in on set, walked up to his trailer... Walked into it and beat the shit out of him. Well, you want to be a method actor? Here we go. You, well, and, and the thing is, remember, it was for Suicide Squad, yeah. not even Batman. Right, but, but Affleck Batman did have his cameo. And it would have been nice to see Affleck just punch him in the face. Throttle him. Although, the only thing I will say about Leto's Joker was the fact that him going and having the grill, I could respect the grill because Joker would never go to a dentist. Especially because, let's face it, Batman's probably shattered his his teeth numerous times. So the grill I was forgiving of, but the tattoos on his face, I'm like, he's not going to sit still long enough to get the tattoos. I didn't like the tats. I didn't like the grill. He, the Joker always had this air of class around him. Oh yeah, he was the clown prince of crime. So I, I, I like the tats and the grill, no. Yeah. You know, there were certain things I was willing to forgive, but, you know, there were other things. And the first Suicide Squad movie was not what anyone... It should have been. Yeah. It, it had potential and was oh, yeah, had a doing okay. And then they when they got halfway through, it just was like, <laughs> you're a disaster. Yeah. 
but you know we're we've got so many of these movies that we can discuss and I really want to get into discussing the Speaking of disasters, let's see what January brings. Oh, yeah, you know what? January's got a lot of movies coming out yes. and we've got things to be excited about. Mm-hmm. We've got things that we're not going to be excited about. And I'll, we'll start off where I'm going to say January's movie releases. There's some interesting ones on this yes. list. Now, I want to be fair and give credit where credit's due. I got the list that we're going to be using from episode to episode. Mm-hmm. I pulled it up from Cinema Blend. Okay. So using Cinema Blend's website, you know, we've got the list. And, you know, today was the release of Megan. You mean Child's Play 9? No, because this is more like, it's a doll, but I would say this is more like we've upped the game from Annabelle, where it's a doll that doesn't move. This is the doll that's moving. Because Child's Play has done its own thing and has been doing incredible, and I really did enjoy the second season of the series. I love Mark Hamill, but I will not watch that train wreck of a movie. I, I did a half hour, and I just couldn't do it. But Megan seems to be something that I'm looking forward to checking out. I don't know if, if I'm willing to go to the theater to see it, though. Um, saw the commercials. It all looked creepy as hell. Oh, yeah. It it like, looked like a child's version of one of those real sex dolls. Yeah, it did. It so all you pedophiles out there. Uh, <laughs> we do not endorse pedophilia endorse in any way. You might want to go see that film. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, it, it looked creepy, especially like when you see the scene where like she's like her head's popped up and she's like walking on all fours. I like that's just creepy as shit. Yeah. And then women talking came out and I'm just like, I I never no. I, I I've seen nothing about this. I know nothing about it. If and when it comes out as a home release and streaming, depending on what I see about it, I may check it out. But that. It's probably going to be one of those ones that I don't watch at all. Yeah, if I want women talking, if I want women talking, I just have Lynn and her friend Janine come over and I hear women talking all the time. <laughs> Won't be able to get a word in edgewise. <laughs> you know, it, I I don't know anything about it. We're not going to discuss what the movies yeah. are about if we don't we haven't seen anything about it. Right. But you know, I'm not going to bash the movie, but because I it, know nothing about right. it, we're not bashing. We're just saying we don't know it, so doesn't pique our interest. Yeah. Now. We've got other movies that are coming out later. Netflix is going to be giving us Dog Gone. On Friday the 13th. Yeah, I don't know what this is, but the fact that Rob Lowe is in it makes me a little like, really? Mm. I'm I'm not he, curious, but it's Netflix. Yeah, I guess he needs more money from those uh, Nutriflast. <laughs> whatever the fuck he's doing. Yeah, well, it's, it's going to be one of those things where it's Netflix, so I'll have time to check it out if I choose to. Right. I will say that the menu came out on HBO Max, and I am checking that out this weekend. That that is the plan is to watch the menu mm-hmm. because I didn't see it when it went to theaters, but the the concept alone just sounds interesting. Yeah, it does. So, so then we've got a man called Otto. I kind of want to see that. It it looks interesting. It looks interesting, and Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks playing a dick. I want to. You want to. I want to see that. This is one of the nicest guys in Hollywood. I think the only person who is could be considered the nicest person in Hollywood at this point is Ryan Reynolds, who has stolen. He stole. He he stole the the crown. crown. Yeah. He took that. He took the scepter and ran with it. Probably wearing the Deadpool costume. Probably. (laughs) I would. Yeah. 
So, I mean, Tom Hanks, like the trailers I've seen, it's it like, hysterical. I am so interested because I've been a Tom Hanks fan since the 80s and, uh, because I will never stop watching that one episode of Family Ties. I hit Alex Dr- he, when he was the drunk uncle. I see. I thought you were going bosom buddies. Oh, bosom buddies was the thing, but it was like I saw acting range from him on Family Ties, wh- where you know he he he's the drunk uncle. He's like even trying to get drunk off of vanilla extract. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was fun, and I mean I did get to see the movie that it's like made Dungeons and Dragons look like it was horrible. Mazes and monsters. Never where, heard of it. Oh, it's Tom Cruise. It, it, it's it, it, it's Tom Hanks, really, like sitting there as an like a mentally disturbed car- person who he's playing in college, playing Dungeons and Dragons, and gets lost in the fantasy world. Mm-hmm. And it's supposedly based on like a real kind of a thing, but Dungeons and Dragons never did that to anybody. So it was more one of those paranoia movies of like you know the fear of like the occult and stuff. The 80s was one of them, and I feel like we get a resurgence of that all the time. You know, Harry Potter came out, and it's like, it's going to lead your children to witchcraft. And now, what was it? I think it was like, recently, Hocus Pocus 2 came out, and there was some woman who was claiming that, oh my god, no, this is bringing Satan into my home. It's like... They changed the fucking channel. it, It was on Disney+. Plus. You clearly paid for it, and your kid was watching it. So, you know what? You're just looking for something to complain about at this point. Yeah. Now, let's go look the Devil's Conspiracy. Uh, I haven't heard anything about it. Neither have I. It's one of those things where it's going to be one of those horror movies that I think I, it's going to it's one of those things that flies under the radar. Yeah, it it might be really good, but, but it might be really bad. Yeah, it's going to be the it's a 50-50 chance. So, it's it's kind of a toss up. Yeah, I'm actually looking it up right now. Yeah, it you know we're, sometimes we're gonna have to look these things up because it really is just confusing when we know nothing about it. It uh, it doesn't really doesn't really say much. Yeah. Oh wait, you found something? Uh, this uh, the Devil's Conspiracy, according to IMDb, it came out last year. Really? Too. Are you you know what? That maybe this is another one. Because sometimes there have been movies where one title's used and then it there's very similar. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it. Uh, I don't know. I can't really find anything about it. I mean, it has just from one picture. Really can't tell. Yeah. Well, you know this. It this is going to be one of those ones that's up in the air, and when we do find out more, we'll, we can make an honest assessment. Mm. But um. There's been a lot of trailers for the next movie, House Party. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say a hard pass on that one because I, I like the first two. Yeah, three jumped the shark. Three jumped the shark, but you know what? Having it, like, they're cleaners and they're cleaning LeBron's house. No, sorry. You know, I just, no. There's some funny stuff in the trailer. It's got, It's got my interest peaked just to see what a modern retelling of house party would look like mm. the only thing i can sit there and hope for is we get a cameo from kid and play uh in one of the commercials i saw a kid yeah so it but if we can get both of them in there with like doing the dance well they do the dance 
Yeah, I, I saw. I saw in the clips. It's like you blink and you miss it, but they you'd see them doing <laughs> doing doing the dance with the leg kicking everything. Oh yeah, and that's the thing. You know, when you look at it realistically, it was such a movie of the time back yeah. then. So to see what they're going to try to do with it now, it's it really is a toss up. There's we, we've got a lot of what if kind I got, of. I'm, I I I am not getting my hopes up on that film. Uh, like I said, the original. Oh, hang on a second, folks. <laughs> I, no one can hear this, but I gotta stop this yeah. before the music starts playing because we don't want any copyright infringements. Alexa, stop. <laughs> How did that even turn on? I it, it's Friday and it's, it's the weekend. Brother. No, I have I have he has Big Brother blocked. I no, I, I actually have this one the like one of the little settings on there. So for Alexa to start a party time for the weekend, like right. celebrate the coming into the weekend. And I forgot because we normally record a little later. So yeah. <laughs> but this year our recording schedule is gonna be a little screwy. Yep. You know, because people don't want to respect time frame and people don't want to respect my recovery. Um my job. Um, I can't say who, but I will say that it is very difficult when you're recovering from a major surgery and getting a medical hardship accommodation is difficult and it shouldn't be as difficult as it seems to be right now. So, yeah, so that's going to be a little bit of a, we're going to, our schedule is going to be flexible around this time, but it will give us enough time to look into other things and hopefully we'll get a lot of responses from people as the show grows and we can lock in a real legit time. But house party. I'm going to, I'll wait for the book. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You'll wait for the book. You're actually going to read a book. No, I just said, I'll wait for it. it. Yeah. I don't know if I'll go to the theater to see it. It's January is one of those months where the movies, it feels like they always put out movies that they're not sure of. January yeah. and February are the movies that it's like, are we sure we want to do this? Right. It's like, is this going to make money? Which th- you'll get some real surprise sleepers in there. So yeah. I never want to discount the early beginning of the year. But I'll skip that one. Next yeah. up is... Plane. Plane. A.K.A. Um, Air Force One has fallen. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I like Gerard Butler. I do. And I like Mike too. Coulter is like I'm I like the actors that are in there. Mm-hmm. Um this one for me is gonna be a when it comes to home release. There's no yeah. once it's streaming, I'll I'll check it out, but it it's not a priority. Uh I'll wait for it to come out too, because I like Gerard Butler. Uh I I I just feel he hate him like Liam Neeson. Are getting locked into these characters like from the Taken, like Liam Neeson hit it out of the park with Taken, you know. But they made so many other ones, and now it seems like every time you see a movie with Liam Neeson, he's rescuing somebody or, you know, he's getting revenge. Same thing with Gerard Butler. Okay, he did. Um, yeah, there, there's Olympus a ty- has fallen. Yeah, there's a typecast. Yeah, he's thing definitely being typecasted. I mean, I mean, you know, uh. The dude can. The dude is funny too. You know, oh, yeah. I, I, he cracked me up. Oh, Gerard Butler is hilarious yeah. in some of the in some movies where I'm just like, and they're in mo- He's hilarious in movies you don't expect him right. to be hilarious. 
So uh, yeah, I mean, I'll probably see it like you said when extremes. Um, I just hope you know Gerard, if you're listening, buddy. You know, let me let me take a look at you know those you have coming up, and I'm like, yes, no, yes, no. I'll help you out, bud. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you gotta you got you know like SAG actors have to work. Oh yeah, no, I'm not I'm not <laughs> saying you know I'm not saying don't do the sure thing. You know, this is definitely he this, definitely a paycheck. Oh movie yeah, this from. this looks like a paycheck movie. This is a paycheck film, but I'm like, dude, let me you do the paycheck film. Let me let's see what you got coming up. I'll I'll, I'll help you out a little yeah. bit. I mean, the funny thing is, it still doesn't even have a rating yet, too. So you know, that's, it's R. Uh, it it it's rated nothing because no, it's like no one's really gonna see it until yeah, it's streaming. It's like, do we really have to put it's Gerard Butler and terrorists take over a plane? Do we yeah. really need to put a rating on it? Although I I would have to say, if I'm walking somewhere, if I'm walking through an airport and I see Gerard Butler getting on a plane, I'm leaving. <laughs> I I don't care where I'm going. I'll just get off. I'll take a train or walk. Same thing with um, Liam Neeson. If I'm walking into a place, I see Liam Neeson on a train. I'm like, fuck you. I'm done. Yeah. Um, I'm not getting on. If, I, if I'm if i getting on a plane and I see Harrison Ford. Oh, no. I, I, no. I'm rebooking my flight. Yeah, no. Especially because I'd be more concerned that he's going to want to fly the plane. Yeah. And I love Harrison as an actor, mm. but he's getting up there and I think the pilot license needs to go. Yeah, I, I want to keep you safe. I want you to act in more stuff. And while I'm bringing up this, how do you feel about the possibility of him being Thunderbolt Ross for the Marvel franchise? I was actually glad you brought that up because I was, I was going to bring it up at the end of everything. But um, not sure exactly how I feel about it. I I mean, especially because uh, him becoming Red Hulk. You know what? You know who I thought. Honestly, who I would have picked before um, Harrison Ford? Who? Sam Elliott. Because he did it in the Hulk film. He was Thunderbolt Ross in... the. It was the Incredible Hulk or was it the Hulk with uh, Eric Bana? Ang Lee's Hulk. Yeah, but that, that was, was just Hulk. Hulk. He did, I liked him as Thunderbolt in that film. Bring him back, let him do it again. You know, Because uh, he has that look to him. He has the look, but you know who else I would have kind of looked at? Stephen Lang. Yes, Stephen Lang is another one. I would. Yeah. If if uh, Sam said no, Sam would be my number two. I would say Harrison would be in my top five. Yeah. Not sure who would be number four, but Sam one, uh, Lang two. Yeah. yeah. Ford is he's a great actor, mm-hmm. but I mean it's it's interesting enough that we're going to get another Indiana Jones movie, but mm-hmm. him now at, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as Thunderbolt Ross and Red Hulk. Um, yeah, it just, it, it's not, it's not something I would have thought. It's not conventional. Is it confirmed that he will be, that you will see Red Hulk? So far, everything is pointing towards it. There's okay. no 100% confirmation, but nowadays I don't think they're willing to do a confirmation because if they don't do it, <laughs> you can get sued. It yeah. was wonderful to see that a lawsuit is now being put against movies for false advertising in the trailers because you can't surprise anyone anymore with anything. It's going to get us to the point where we're not even going to have trailers. But you know what? I mean, it's the... How many times have you seen a film? Have you seen a trailer? You get all hyped from the trailer. And then when you see the film, what you see in a trailer didn't happen. 
Oh, all the time. You know what? It's not false advertising. You're putting this out, and for some reason, okay, we had to go back and we reshoot, a.k.a. this Josh Whedon Justice League. (laughs) Okay? I mean, it's not false advertising. Shit happens. Yeah. It didn't work out. It looked great there, but when we had it in the context of the film, it didn't work out. Fine. You can't sue people. What the fuck? Yeah, but the fact that they're suing a movie studio. Who? Over... who, who people? Who? Yeah, people are suing a movie studio because they saw there was an actress in the movie that they, in the trailer, they wanted to see. And then they, she got cut out. Shit so, happens. But they would, they would never have seen the movie if they weren't following the one actress and the fact that her scene got cut. So it's like, you know, this to me, it becomes interesting because it sets a very bizarre precedent. It does. And Disney, who likes to keep things close to the vest and not give a full thing. I mean, we saw like in the Avengers, like one of the last couple of movies, the trailer had Hulk running with everyone and Hulk is not there in the scene. So it's one of those things where they're going to kind of start coming into issues when you people can sue the studio over this. It's like, you know, there's. I will say there's been plenty of times, especially where I've wanted to sue to get my money back yeah, because, yeah, it. You know, there. There's been a few where I'm like, that's an hour and a half or two hours of my life I will never get back, and that was in the '90s. Yeah, I. I think it was. I think it was the first movie that I really wanted my money back from. What? But I. I sat through the whole movie, so there was no way that was going to happen. Was the Joel Schumacher Batman friend Robin. Not even Batman Forever. The Clooney one was the one that got me that was like, yeah, I wanted was... my money back. But I mean, nowadays I can look back at it and laugh, but I will give Schumacher some credit because he did apologize, for, but his apology was m- what made me laugh even more. Because his apology was, I apologize if you went and you saw Batman Forever and you came to see Batman and Robin and didn't like it. You know, I let the studio control things. I'm sorry, but you should have been apologizing for both of those movies. Yes. I mean, Jim Carrey as the Riddler. That was the only saving grace. It really even wasn't the saving grace. That was the only enjoyable part. Oh, I, I was completely distracted throughout the entirety of the movie. And it was Jim Carrey's fault. Not because of his performance. His hair. The mm-hmm. continuity on his hair. It was short when he was the Riddler. And then it was longer when he was Nigma. But then when they got to the end, he had that weird, bizarre quaff. I'm like, this looks so wrong. It was almost as bad as Tommy Lee Jones' makeup as Two-Face. Yeah, that was. Because that just looked like makeup. It didn't even look like yeah, a prosthetic. It didn't look like he got burned or anything. <laughs> it looked like they just put makeup on him. That was that was a movie Tommy Lee Jones did for the paycheck. Oh. <laughs> but let, let's get back into this now. Um, Friday the 20th. Yeah, the 20th, we're getting fear. I've heard nothing, nothing. about this. So I can't even make an assumption. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to sit there and say fear sounds like it's going to be a horror movie. It's R-rated. If uh, it's not horror, it's very, like, it's very sus- I'm getting suspense. Yeah, I just, you didn't know. They, didn't they do... Wasn't there a movie? There uh, was a movie called Fear back Marky in the Mark ni- yeah and, Mark uh, Wahlberg, Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon, and Alyssa Milano back yep. in the nineties. Yep, that one was an interesting movie. I liked it. Uh, 
I really was like, wow, talk about toxic relationships in the earliest form. Yeah. And that's something that it's like, okay, I don't know if this is trying to capitalize on, like, as a remake. Like, when they don't tell us stuff, and, like, it makes me think that the studios have no, no, no faith. faith. We're releasing it because we made it, and we don't have a choice. Well, I guess same. Uh, unless they want to take a, unless, unless a tax write-off. It. Yeah, yeah, and it's a tax write-off. Yeah. Which uh, should it, not be a tax write-off. Next up, another film... I've missing missing which i don't even know storm reed who's that yeah like i have fifth, no clue fifth member of the fantastic four yeah I, I i know who nina long is yeah that's about it but i'm like okay um missing the missing the point <laughs> missing, missing the trailer mi mi missing this movie yes missing this movie. Uh, this one is definitely going to be i'm missing this one yeah i mean maybe if i see uh a if, trailer if it if it gives me something like Show me a trailer yeah. or give me some hope that this is something you want people to see. Right. Otherwise, I'm going to kind of avoid this one. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no, like, this isn't going to be a positive note, for at least for me. But I'm also very picky when it comes to the movies I watch. Mm -hmm. I watch crap. Yeah. And I'll admit I watch crap. Oh, yeah. I watch the low budget and I enjoy it. Because at least, the you know, when in a low budget movie, the actors are trying. They're trying to give you a great performance for... They know what they're in, but this is something where it's like, if I don't know anything, I'm not, something's not sparking my interest. You know, it doesn't spark joy. Yeah. So I throw it out. Right. And you know, if it doesn't spark joy, you can throw it out. That's what this is to me. Cause they're not showing me anything or telling me anything about this that I want to even check out. Next one that should be thrown out is shotgun wedding. Now, only thing you need to know about this, it has Jennifer Lopez in it. So we can throw it out right there. You know what? Jennifer Lopez, Josh All of Dumel, her movies are cookie cutter. Oh, they're cookie. It's either she's the abused wife, <laughs> girlfriend, who runs away from the abuser, gets, gets trained, fights back, and beats the crap out of him. Or it's, I want to find love, but oh, I'm getting married to this guy, and he's getting married to that one, but we love each other. No, fuck that. Enough. You know what? I'm all her shit's the same. I'm willing to give Shotgun Wedding a chance, no. and it's not because of Jennifer Lopez. It's Josh Duhamel. Yeah, uh, Josh Duhamel is a very talented actor. He, that he is, but he's, I, I'm no. like, I'm, a, I'm, I want to see if he's carrying this movie. Oh, he will be carrying this movie. <laughs> you know, uh, I, w I wish Jennifer Lopez all the best, and I, I want her to be happy in her new marriage. Jennifer, but um, Jennifer too. I would prefer if maybe you stuck to singing i wouldn't even prefer that uh, i'm well, not a fan of the music but you can avoid them you I don't have to listen the to me the music because you just listen to the same stuff anyway and i had the radio on and i was like i don't like any of this shit <laughs> well, I, seriously in new york where we are there's only one like rock station left and it's 105.5 and the the reception in Staten Island sucks for 105.5. Yeah. So I have 104.3 on, which is classic rock. Yeah, I, I get, like, I get that. I get it a little bit when I'm at work, if I'm in the in the yeah, car in the at right work. Spot. But but otherwise, for the most part, I'm like, I'm actually listening to 101.1. Again, yeah, one yeah. one one. So I'm yeah, I'm basically listening to classics, yeah. and that's if I'm even listening to the radio because the only Apple product I will buy is an iPod Touch. I don't want the phone. I will never buy the phone. Even if I bought the phone, it would be to use it as a damn iPod. 
because the iPod was the shit. Yeah, I still have an iPod. Oh, I still have my iPod, the classic. I have. Uh, my brother gave me his old big one. The, yeah, the classic. Yeah, the classic. It still works. The batteries kind of suck, so I have to have it. it it's up. always plugged in. It's always plugged in, but it's in my car. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I have my touch. It's great because it doesn't kill my... I don't lose my the battery on my phone trying to listen to music and stuff when I was able to exercise and go to the gym. So hopefully when I'm able to get back to that, I will be going and I will be back using it. But otherwise, all my travel really does revolve around my iPod because I will listen to what I want to listen to because... Back in the day, what was it? You want to listen to the same five songs 15 times a day? For... You turn on Z100. Yeah. But, it, you know, the, the the playlist. But there was a movie you kind of skipped. There's a movie called Distant. With, oh, yes. With yes, Naomi yes. Scott. Yeah. And I like Naomi Scott. And I that would be a reason for me to check it out. Because she is very talented. And I, I will say, she was the only thing I enjoyed about the Aladdin movie. Mm -hmm. that live action Disney's Aladdin Naomi Scott was they gave Jasmine a song they let her actually have a little more character development and Naomi Scott did a great job if they only would have used someone other than Will Smith I would have preferred because him trying to be Robin Williams it was bad it's put your own take on it don't try to be Robin Williams because no one will be Robin Williams I thought I, I didn't see the movie. I just saw the trailers and everything, and I didn't think he was trying to be Robin Williams. Oh, I, no. If you see some of the scenes in there, you can see where... I thought he... like Just my impression was I thought he was trying to be uh, the Fresh Prince. Oh, no. No. He was at least entertaining as the well, Fresh that, Prince. That was before he became Will Smith. Well, no, he was Will Smith. No, but, you know... It was, it was the early days... He was the early ...when Smith. he was learning how to act. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I I listened to a, another podcast, um, Pod Meets World, which is a Boy Meets World rewatch show with... Um, uh, what is it? Daniel Fitchell, mm-hmm. Ryder Strong, and... Uh, Will uh, Freddy? Will Friedel. Friedel. Yeah. And Will Friedel likes to... He pointed out in season one... Of like episodes where he's mouthing along the dialogue with the people he was in the scene with. He doesn't think he's a good actor early on, but he was actually really good. He was one of the reasons why I stuck with the show. Even though it was because it was like, I was young, I was a kid, I liked all the characters. But there was something about the character of Eric that I loved. And now it's like, he was like mouthing the character, other people's lines. That's the same thing Will Smith was doing in the first season of The Fresh Prince. He, it, It's interesting to know he learned everyone's lines. He took it seriously. So I give him a lot of credit for taking it seriously. But you can, if you go back and you watch it, you can see him mouthing the lines. And he's even brought it up. Mm-hmm. He's mouthing other people's lines. So you see his lips moving. So it's like he's going along with it. And you're like, yeah, okay. That's how it, hey, that's but, how some people learn. You just but, memorize everything. But it, but it is an interesting thing. But nowadays, he's not as good as he was back then. But it was like, I think when he was younger, he was more charming. And you were willing to tolerate a little bit. When he takes a, a full role and envelops that character, I will say he was great in Ali. No, oh, yeah. But I now, now like the, the stuff he takes now, like, dude, look, you're not a serious actor. You're a fucking fresh prince. And it's like you were dead. You, you're, you're, you're dead shot. Bothered me so much. 
But how much of him as Deadshot was the writing because that movie was horrible? No, it or was how much it was him. It was him. Uh, I, you know what? It it was also the casting of him because they didn't make Killer Croc bigger. No, they didn't. He was an Killer Croc dude. is supposed to be like seven feet tall. It's like he's supposed to be menacing and imposing. Meanwhile, when you see them walking down the street, Deadshot's taller than him. I was yeah. like, oh god, no. How do you how do you pronounce the actor's name who played um who played uh Killer Croc? I don't even know. I don't actually even know who played Killer Croc. He was in um He was in a uh, We're we're trying, folks. We're trying. He was in G.I. Joe. He played uh he was the black guy in G.I. Joe. Uh um, the only black guy in G.I. Joe. Not to sound offensive or anything, but that didn't narrow it down. There were other African American actors in there because it wasn't Marlon Wayne's. Okay, find the other guy. Uh I he the one with the English accent, he was in the mummy. Oh shit. You know who I'm talking about. You see his face. I know who you're talking yep. about, but I do not remember his name at all. But yeah. then again, when you play Killer Croc in Suicide Squad, you have now just become completely forgettable. Well, but you know what? The saving grace for him is he had so much prosthetic on. You can't tell that it was him. Yeah, that, that's why it's like he's it was saving grace. Yes. But it's like he wasn't bigger. It's like at least with the second Suicide Squad movie, King Shark was menacing, imposing. King Shark is a shark. And it was Worked. Stallone. He said after he said after playing King Shark, Stallone said he goes, I'm only gonna do shark films now. Yeah. <laughs> Which I would prefer. Now like I know like you, you you're talking I with know. the mic away from you, so Shut up. I know with well like when they did Rocket in Guardians. Yeah. They had a guy in the green suit. Did they do that with King Shark or was he just one hundred percent I don't know. Um, Mr. Gunn, if you're ever listening, yeah, please. Yeah, let me know, because yeah. inquiring minds want to know. Yeah, I mean, but I, I mean, that's the thing, you know, it's, we've gotten a lot of good stuff, and let's hit one more movie for that we can talk about. Yeah, for the month of January. You people, with Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill, I'm sorry, but first off, that sounds like it's going to be something offensive. Yes, that's that's why I want to I want to see it. Oh, absolutely! I want to I want to see if Eddie Murphy's been able to reclaim right. some of what he once had. Well, I want to see because Haunted Mansion was the last thing I saw him in. Yeah, and um, it sucked. <laughs> yeah, basically, Eddie sold his soul to Disney, and um, and not in a good way. Not in a good way, <laughs> but. You know, I, I kept hearing rumors that he wanted to go back out on tour, do stand-up again. I heard that, you know, he wanted to bring it more. He wanted to be more like Raw, oh, which was amazing. Yeah, Eddie Murphy is a talent. He, he has a lot of talent, and he is extremely funny when given the right material. Mm-hmm. But he's picked. he's been in some movies that I will yeah. Norbit. Yes, Ugh. Norbit, no... Um, even like what was it i think there were two nutty professors the nutty professors were the the, were the not hysterical but they were they were enjoyable the first one was enjoyable mm-hmm. the second one was like really stretching it yeah uh he did it he was good as a donkey yeah I but that that donkey. but that was that was good material right and let's face it everyone was good when it came to shrek yeah Will I be watching Puss in Boots? No. 
I'll wait for it to come out because it. I didn't see the. I didn't see the first one. I didn't see the first one either, but I've just been seeing the commercials for this one, and I was like, okay, you know what? I'll wait for it to come on streaming, and I'll check it out because it looks interesting. You know, it could Cause, be because again, Antonio Banderas. Yeah, he's a guy who, when you think of, oh, I think action, I think Zorro, I think the Expendables three, you know, Desperado. Yeah, but, but then again, he could do stuff like Puss in Boots, and he he has even his voice acting. It's great comedic timing. Oh yeah, and I mean that's the thing. There, it's going to be interesting, but I just I he, you know it's it's Puss in Boots, and I didn't see the first one. I actually only saw Shrek one. I never saw two or three, and I don't know if there's a four. I don't think so. But I've like I I it just didn't interest me. I saw it. I mean. It was interesting. It was it was cute, you know, mm. which is it was for cute. what it was. For what it was, it was cute. Yeah. I wanted to see it because I heard originally uh Chris Farley was Shrek. Mm. Yeah. And then he unfortunately passed away. Yeah. And not knocking Mike Mike Myers did a great job as Shrek. Yeah. I heard some of uh Chris Farley's work as Shrek and I was like, "Oh, yeah. Well, you know what, but you people should be interesting it should because be inter- it has Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill is a- He's all over the place. You never know what you're going to get with him, right. which can be, be good, which can be really good, or it can be really bad. Yeah. And I will say that he has this very good ability to be a great supporting actor. Oh, Moneyball. I yeah. I can't see. I don't. He's not a lead, as far as I'm concerned, because when he's the lead, it just it feels something feels off. Well, what movies? He well, did. The, I, he did that babysitter movie where where he was like the babysit. He was babysitting kids. It was it was kind of like a wannabe version of Adventures in Babysitting, but not. Okay, even no, though there's I, been a second Adventures in Babysitting, uh, well, reboot of no. Adventures in Babysitting. Disney, uh, you didn't. I, I'm I'm taking it you didn't know about the new version of Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, it it's actually not terrible, but it is made for a younger audience where. The 80s version with Elizabeth Shue. I love it. It's amazing. It was one of my favorite movies. And I will say, it made me love Elizabeth Shue. I didn't even see The Karate Kid before I saw (laughs) Adventures in Babysitting. And Elizabeth Shue, I fell in love with Elizabeth Shue at the first moment of seeing her doing, and and then he kissed me. Mm-hmm. Like her whole like lip syncing opening sequence, I was in love. And this new version, it's Sophia Carlson and um Sabrina Carpenter. Like it it's a couple of babysitters. So it's like one's a babysitter, one's not, but the kid there's like it's not bad. I watched it because I'm like I wanted to see what they did. And I mean it, it's younger actors doing something different and I mean, it's a younger generation. Yeah. So I give them a lot of credit for even attempting to bring this back. And they did a decent job with it. But sometimes it's like when, but there was a, a babysitter movie that it starred Jonah Hill. I'm like, ah. I mean, he's good playing a second banana. I mean, the 21 Jump Street oh, movies. That was a great. And him being second banana to for Wolf of Wall Street. Yes, that wolf. Oof. Did he get an award for Wall Street? I don't remember. If but he didn't get, if he wasn't nominated or got an award for best supporting actor, 
yeah he got robbed yeah but th- that's the thing i mean jonah hills has a lot of great ability and for him to be side by side with <laughs> eddie murphy i'm so looking forward to seeing what the two of them are going to bring and the good thing is it's on netflix yeah so i've gotten to the point where going to the movies it has to be something i am dying to see well actually i'm actually going in two weeks uh to the shameless plug alamo draft house and we are seeing goonies ah because goonies you have it you've seen it but you know what when was the last time you saw Goonies on the big screen? Yeah, that's very true. You have, I mean, revival theaters yes. are something that's really great nowadays because you can see like the older movies. They're not charging you an arm no, and a leg. Not. I mean, it's bad enough going to the movie theater and they're all, you're paying like um you're paying 15, 20 bucks just for one person. Yeah. So if you're going on a date, you're pretty much guaranteed to be spending like 50 bucks. Like, yeah, 50 bucks minimum, and that's if you hit the concession stand. Oh, now they're doing all, like, these dining theaters, so you, yeah. it's not just popcorn and junk food. It's, like, okay, burgers and everything else. Yeah, and you know what? When you when you have that kind of food in the movie theater, I feel bad for the ushers yeah. that have to clean up the theater afterwards because I've been in theaters before they started doing real full food and nachos all over. I think what was it? I think it was probably Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Someone was behind me and they spilled their thing of nachos. So I it was on the floor and it, I was like, oh, it's such a waste. And I think I've seen people like leave an entire thing of popcorn where they bought the giant one and yet they they didn't even finish the whole thing and they just left it on the floor. Yeah. It, it, it's too big. You can't finish the, it. The movie going experience is it's something. It's definitely changed. It, it's changed, but it there's something about it that is timeless. Just You get a rush out of seeing something on the big screen. You know what I mean? Yeah, people now have like the 127-inch TVs. Or you got a projector you get a at projector home. projector and you have to surround. But you know what? Unless you're one of these multimillionaires who has a a legit theater in their house. Yeah, the movie-going experience. Yeah, there's some movies that you have to see in in the theater. There's, there's no two ways around it. But there are also movies that you can completely refuse to see in the theater. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, you know, they make it seem like you have to see Avatar in the theater. No, you don't. Why would you even want to? You need a bathroom break for this movie. You need two. Yeah, uh, you know... Th- I remember back in the day, they used to have intermissions. And it's like, you kind of need to bring back the intermission. Especially if you're watching a Peter Jackson film. Yeah, I'm sorry, but when the movies are hitting three hours, it's time to give people a bathroom break at like the halfway point. Yep. It's like, this is the whole thing. I mean, if you go back and you watch like Disney's Fantasia, there's an actual moment where it says intermission. Yep. So they give you a chance, get up, go to the bathroom. And I'm like, when I was a kid, I'm like, kid, teenager, even what I'd say like early twenties, being able to go to even a midnight showing, you could not, you not get up and you were good. Nowadays, I'm getting old folks. I don't care. I need to go use the bathroom because I do not want to have to stop drinking any liquids 
two or three hours before I go to the movies. Yeah. It the movie going experience is it become an endurance test. Yeah. It you know, I if I really want to see it in the theaters, I will go and I will contribute to that box office. But I'm sorry, nowadays I feel like we need to go to the Spaceballs motto of Instant cassettes. It, instant, instant, instant home rentals. When did this happen in a movie? Now, yeah, sir. You're looking at now. When will then be now? Soon. Soon. <gasps> yeah, that that's the thing. It predicted the future really oh, well. Yeah. And you know, the pandemic showed us that bringing the movies to like to streaming at the same time, which was HBO Max's greatest thing mm-hmm. of giving us, it's in the theater. But you can also watch it at home. I love that because I was already paying for HBO Max. So why would I go to the theater to see Wonder Woman 84? Here's the thing that all the studios need to do. Do that, but pay your actors and get the residuals and everything else. Like, you know what? When these people are getting their residual checks, it it needs to be set up for streaming platforms as well. Yes, it does. Because streaming is no longer like this new thing it people have been streaming the fact that disney has it hbo paramount has one everyone's getting a damn streaming platform eventual it it's cable eventually with extra we're gonna step. get one yeah it's cable with extra steps yeah uh, you know what the funny part is it what was it? it i don't know if you ever read the book for ready player one i saw the movie you saw the movie the one thing one thing that was in the book that was not in the movie is because when they were all finding the keys, that they got to a certain point where they found the keys, but they were so famous, like they they were they were showing their own things on their own pretty much channel. Mm-hmm. So they were like, he's he's showing like old Godzilla movies and stuff on his channel that he has in this virtual reality experience. Now I get it; they want this metaverse, which is basically what Ready Player One had in it in the first place, but. If you can do that, that's fucking streaming platforms early on. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, but you know what? If you're streaming, pay the actors. I'm I'm tired of people having to worry about if they're getting paid or there's going to be a lawsuit. Although I will say one of my favorite things to watch on to, on the top on the clock app happens to be that you see actors showing their residual checks and they play re, re, like they'll open one of the residual checks and show like. Dante Bosco, Rufio, does one of the best things of what am I eating tonight from the rule from opening the residual checks. He picks one and he will tell you like what he can afford to eat off of that. It could be lobster. It could be something off the dollar menu. So it's it's one of those things where you see it and you're like, wow, it's a great inside look into like. Yeah actors getting paid for things i have i have a buddy who does uh he does like tvs and stuff like that you know he was in commercials yeah i'm not gonna drop his name because i didn't say talk to him about it but yeah he's in he's been in you know commercials he's been on uh tv shows and every now and then he'll get the residual and he posted it one time it was for a penny yeah it cost more to write, write that the check. damn check than yeah than w- for him to cash it but but that's like that episode of Seinfeld too, yeah. where he was signing all these penny checks. Speaking of actors, as we wrap up things here, okay. Have you heard? And what are your feelings on Stephen Amell 
reprising his role as Green Arrow, almost a Green Lantern, Green Arrow, <laughs> Oliver Queen for the Flash series finale. I am excited to see Stephen Amell if he's con- if it if this works out because too many rumors. I, I I'm so and it's DC. So I, it's, I think it's legit because I don't think they would drop his name and say he's coming back as Green Arrow. Yeah, but or, or say he's coming back and then say, eh, we changed our mind. I don't think they'll do that. No, but at the same time, you know, I'm excited for it because the CW Arrowverse started with, with Arrow. With Arrow. Yes. It was the flagship that really started it all off. Flash took it and ran where it went from the Arrowverse to the Flareoverse. Mm-hmm. And Flash has been doing a great job with mm-hmm. things, but it's it's pretty much the last one of the major ones. Yeah. So for him to come back, I mean, I already know that Batwoman is coming back. So to have Green Arrow back should be interesting because I'm going to assume it's going to involve time travel. Or, or didn't at the end of Crisis... Didn't he become the Spectre? He became the Spectre, but th- when the Spectre left him... It left him? Yeah, he died. Like, he was done. I didn't, they, I didn't. It looked like they killed off the character. So it was like he was done. Like, the Spectre helped... He became a version of the Spectre, but... I thought he became the Spectre. Yeah, but the Spectre is one of those characters that it's like it kind of changes. Yeah. But it's kind almost like Dead Man, where it's like he jumps into different bodies. But, you know, I'm I'm not a... I'm not familiar with the full extent of the Spectre, but I know yeah. the Spectre is one of the big hierarchy characters in the DC universe, mm-hmm. at least in the comics. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, but the thing is, when it comes to it, Stephen Amell coming back as the character of Oliver Queen, Green Arrow, it's something I'm looking forward to. I need to actually watch his show Heels. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like, Stephen Amell, I didn't know much about him before Arrow. And then when I saw him in Arrow, I was like, this guy is great. And it made me, he was the reason why I actually went to see, in theaters, mind you, the <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Because him as Casey Jones, oh, there. I wasn't there for Megan Fox. I was like, no, I've been there, done that, seen her in a bunch of stuff. It was seeing him as Casey Jones. Well, it was funny when he got the part of Casey Jones and he was like, really? He goes, the first time you see me, he goes, I'm on rollerblades with a hockey stick. He goes, just because I'm Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> and it works. But it worked. And, and I mean, come on, let, let's face it. The previous incarnation in live action, Elias Coates. Liked him. Oh, he was amazing. But it was like, I felt like the second Ninja Turtles movie, it it was lacking because it didn't have him there. Although I did like the recasting of April O'Neil back then. Cause... Yeah, I, I do like uh, the second April. Her first name was Paige something. I yeah. can't remember the name of it. Oh, she was... I, I liked her a little bit better than the original April O'Neil. I, I, there was something about her that she felt like she was a little more approachable. Like the first April felt like she she had more of that standoffish personality and they kind of like, it felt like it was a tonal shift. Yeah. Now, hey, hang on, let me just look it while up. While you're looking that up though, I want to bring up something before, you know, because we're, we're trying not to go like a two hour show. Yeah, uh, Judith Hogue, Hoagie. Judith Hogue. 
was the first April O'Neil. Yeah. And if I can find her, <laughs> Paige Turco was yeah. the second April O'Neil. Yeah, I I really liked Paige Turco a lot better. It it, it but then again, that's just a point of like yeah, personal preference. Of preference. You know, but um, it's one of those things. But I gotta I gotta bring up one thing that's coming out this month that I'm extremely extremely looking forward to the last of us on hbo max yes yes have you played the game no i have not the game is amazing and when i heard in the trailer pedro pascal as joel saying some of the lines that are in the game i'm like oh this is in great hands and i can't wait and it's pedro pascal yeah it, it's like Come on, it's mando yeah it it's it's man it's the the mandalorian it's not just the mandalorian though pedro pascal was the red viper in game of thrones Mm -hmm. and we're getting another game of thrones alum she's gonna the who is the queen of like bear island she's now going to be playing the ellie so that's going to be interesting because we got two people from game of thrones right off the bat so this should be and we know they're talented actors but Pedro Pascal as Joel, and from what it looks like, it looks like it's going to be amazing. Yeah, we're, we're definitely going to talk about it once it, we get once it's aired, and we, I think we might hold off. Like we may do a reaction to the first episode. Yeah, but we're definitely going to be talking about that because I fell behind on Willow, but I'm that's more I'm waiting for this weekend to watch yeah. it because a lot of stuff has come up. I my sleep has been all screwed up because. Work has been kind of messing with my my life and my 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 sleep schedule. Work gets in the way of doing so many other things. Yeah, but it's it's not even that. It's more a matter of there there's no compassion for someone who has it's hurt. Yeah, and it's like you know when you're trying when you need to be consistent with your recovery and trying to actually make sure you don't go backwards Mm -hmm. there needs to be consistency and some people just don't understand that they don't care yeah but the the last of us i mean the way they made the clickers look Mm -hmm. it looks amazing and i have to say because i didn't continue on with the walking dead i know you were watching the walking dead did you finish the series yes i did okay i gave up when um what was it what the tiger jump the tiger jumping across like like that was it like i was done like i was out before they killed off um rick no the kid oh, his son yeah um what's his name carl 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 yeah i i gave up i gave up then because I, it was just i stuck with it for a while i mean for i would say the first when did negan come in season five six yeah that was around the time when i i after Negan's arrival, mm-hmm. and it was like they like the fighting back at the end of that season with the tiger and stuff. That's where I just I I, I was done. I I watched it through the whole Negan arc when they did the whole um war with the saviors and everything. Yeah. After that, when Negan kind of became a little bit of a bitch, I kind of <laughs> lost interest a little bit. Um, I I picked it up again when you know. Oh, these are Rick's last episodes. I'm like, okay, I want to see what they do. Because mm-hmm. they killed him in the comic book. And then that was released before uh, he left the show. Yeah. And I was like, what do they do? And not 
I'm like, okay, you knew he was coming back in a movie, so you know you're not going to kill him. I was okay with what they did with Rick. Uh, then I kind of like stopped for a while, but I watched the last season. Yeah. And I was like, okay. You know, it was a little too much fighting with the humans and not enough fighting with the zombies. And then the zombies, you know, they were all of a sudden they were climbing walls. Yeah. It, like they were opening doors. Yeah. They, and you're like, how? I feel like it was like they jumped the shark. At, when I left, I felt it was already gone past its prime. And yeah. I'm usually a completist. When it comes to watching a series, I will watch the whole thing, even if I've lost interest. But this time was one I just, I wasn't devoting my time. There were other things to watch. I was kind of hoping, not that I was hoping because I liked the character of um Father Gabriel. Mm. Like he became a bitch in the beginning, but then he became a badass at the end. Meh. I was hoping if they decided to kill him, they would do it the way his character went out in a comic book where he was on guard duty or whatever and he's in like a tower and he sees a whole horde of walkers coming towards, I think it was Alexandria mm. or Hilltop or whatever. One of them. And he was like, oh shit, I gotta go tell everybody. And he kind of misjudged how close they were. So as he's scurrying down the ladder, his He's feet... getting devoured? No, well, he got his feet got caught in like the rope ladder that he was using and he ended up falling upside down and the horde just kind of kept on like you see it in the panels yeah just kept kind of like going past him and then once the horde all passed it it was just his skeleton hanging it and i was like that would be something cool to see yeah if they had a knock him out i would like that's the way you want to go out bro (laughs) yeah but it was one of those things where i gave up because i was like there were other things i was watching and i preferred to focus on doctor who yeah and I, which this is something that this year I'm looking forward to Doctor Who being back, 60th anniversary, and David Tennant back. And we've already, we know there's another Doctor coming down, Shooty Gatwin. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with that. And that's something I'm definitely going to be looking at because it's 60th anniversary. Not only has it been around for 60 years. Which is an accomplishment. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's had plenty of hiatuses. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's it's a British show. They can do, they do things a little differently over there. Because they're British. But 60 years of a series. And now Disney got the rights to stream it, but they're also investing money into the production, which is, to me, is a big deal because when it comes to British television, it's not privately funded. Right. It's government funded. So they only get a certain amount of money for episodes and Top Gear destroys every budget. Because of what it's top gear. Mm-hmm. The cars alone are going to cost. The so only... they're Disney putting in money into it and it's going to be streaming on Disney plus. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Only thing I'm a little iffy on is taking mouse money. You take money from the mouse. The mouse is going to say, huh, I want you to do it this way. Well, that it'll be interesting to see if it, that happens because I mean, Disney's been messing around when it comes to anime Mm -hmm. and they're buying the streaming rights. So Dragon Ball Super's rights have now been purchased. So that means it'll be, it'll be exclusive, I believe to Disney, to um, not Disney plus, but Hulu. And that's the thing. Hulu got, they got the rights for bleach thousand year blood war arc, which means all of bleach is available on Hulu. And 
I'm okay with them streaming it, but the problem is when it becomes now, you're locked in with that. It's it needs. To, I feel like there needs to be more platforms that have things, and when it becomes exclusive, it's a reason to get the stuff, but it also limits the reach because not everyone can afford to pay for eighteen different streaming platforms. You might as well just stick with cable because you're paying the exact same price. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's you know, we're not anti, like, anybody having, like, something exclusive. Because exclusives are great. Right. But when it now, you're forcing people to have no choice. Because physical media seems to be completely disappearing. Yeah. Who's to say, like, if if I wanted to buy a Blu-ray of one of these shows that's coming out, it doesn't look like Disney's going to be putting the series for any of like the Marvel stuff on DVD. Nope. And I would love to own the stuff because what happens to the point when all of a sudden they no longer want to put it on, right. whether it's spatial or we're taking it off for a limited time because Disney, I, I know you remember, and I don't know if any young listeners would remember, but um, yeah, you know, the Disney vault yeah, where things went back into the vault. Like the version of the Goonies with the octopus. Yep. I haven't seen it. I've only heard about it. And when I just thought, when I first saw the Goonies, yep. when Data said, oh, the part with the octopus was very scary, I thought he was just bullshitting. Yeah. And Until my friends said, oh, no, they saw it on the Wonderful World of Disney one night. I was like, what? And Yeah. There, back then, when Cable was early on. It wasn't Cable. It was Channel yeah, 7. No, but with Cable being early, they went and they were, there were multiple different cuts of movies. Yeah. What is it? I think there were probably like like a dozen cop different cuts of the Toxic Avenger. It was there there was the HBO cut, there's yep. the theatrical cut. There was a USA Up All Night cut. Yep. Like so there there are cuts for different things because of standards and practices. Right. So they wanted to see what they could get away with. Certain things got left on the cutting room floor. I I saw I can swear I saw the octopus version, but then I've seen it so many times. I've seen so many of the versions that don't have the octopus that I was like, oh. And I always overlook when Data says, oh, the octopus was really scary. I thought he was just bullshit. Yeah, and it, he's not. No. And it's one of those things where it was there, but they took it out. It's like, it's not there in every version. So I, I don't even know if it's on the DVD version. It might be a deleted scene. I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to... You would have to get like the 40th anniversary special edition Blu-ray. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like now it's like so many different versions, but not being able to own physical media. I know it takes up a lot of space, but at the same time, it's the only way to guarantee that you're never going to yeah, lose it. Yeah, you're never going to lose it. Because the streaming platforms do like to take things out of rotation. Yep. And D the wonderful world of Disney with their Disney vault, I mean... It was a cash cow and a half because it's like, get the Little Mermaid while it's still available because it will be leaving. back to the vault. It's going back to the vault very soon. With its and, dildo on the cover. And you never saw, and you didn't see it again on, for like 10 years. Then it comes out again. With you, extras. With extras, but you still get the priest with the erection. And you still get the dildo on the castle. Yeah. I mean, they kind of seem to have kind of adjusted that nowadays, but you know. It's one of those things where it's like, there were little things in the animation. It's like, come on. Like, it's the, the, the priest with the erection is supposed to be, it's a fold in the fabric. Big deal. It's like, 
looking for all these little innuendos in the Disney films, like listen for the hidden messages in the Beatles songs. Yeah, it it was the fun thing for the it adults does. watching because you're making things for kids, but you know the parents are going to have to watch it too. It's like in the Power Rangers movie when they went to go get the ninja powers, that chick in the loincloth. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you threw it in there for all the fathers who are all taking the kids. Oh, shit, look, look at this chick. Okay, thank you. You made my hour and a half enjoyable now. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I mean, I was watching the movie because I'm a Power Rangers fan. Yeah. But I was also watching it because of Amy Jo Johnson. That, too. That, that was oh. Actually, Amy Jo Johnson, I would have to say, would be my second on-screen crush. Really? Yep. You know, the, the 90s had a lot of on-screen crushes for me, but... It's like Amy Jo Johnson replaced every single one of them. She became number one because it's the meme. It really is the meme. It is. If it's it was Amy Jo Johnson, uh, Danielle Fitchell, and Tiffany Amber Thiessen. See, Tiffany Amber Thiessen would be my number one. Yeah, it, my it, number one on screen crush. See, I for me it's in that order that I said because it's just it was Amy Jo Johnson. And the thing is, I still have a thing for Amy Jo Johnson. Mm-hmm. It's she's amazing she was she's a talented singer yep not just a great actor she was a gymnast and then now she's directing yep the fact that she directed uh, i know at least one episode of superman and lois she directed mm-hmm. and just an ultimate talent yeah, it, she, she's she's the triple threat yeah it's and that's the thing you know when and i got to meet her when she was performing at the bitter end in manhattan and she was singing and I was blown away seeing, seeing her perform live. Yep. So it's one of those things where, you know, the the, the childhood crushes. I, I think we, we may have to do like... Oh, we'll, we'll do a childhood crush episode. Oh, yeah. You know, that that's one of the things that it's like, it's gonna it's down it's the pipe. It's gonna happen. It, yeah, because we're gonna be talking about it because let's face it, we're old. And there were a lot... You're older than I am. Let's just be real on this one. So, you know, we're, we're both Gen X. So it's one of those things where <laughs> when with being Gen X, we, we got exposed to a lot of stuff that kids nowadays aren't. So no. oof, that one just hurt. Oh, stop playing with the mic. Mike, stop playing with the mic. Ugh, it hurt my ear. Uh, <laughs> As you get for call me old. Yeah, well, fuck you. <laughs> well, that, that, that was for the joke last time. <laughs> you deserve it. I do. So. Yeah, so we're going to wrap things up today. I mean, we've had a decent amount of time. Trying not to, like, go overboard because it's not a holiday special this time around. You know, it's just us shooting the shit. Yeah, and, I mean, we've got plenty to talk about. And next time, I think we'll talk about the the upcoming movies movies. in February because there are some in February that are definitely... You you would not expect them to be in February. You'd think they'd be coming out later yeah. with more with like more studio backing. But you know, we'll see how everything plays out at this point. We're gonna enjoy going over all this stuff and hopefully everyone out there is enjoying us. If they have any comments, they'd like to suggest something, or they would like to even tell us if they've seen some of the trailers yeah. for the stuff we've talked about. You can email us at dragoonslayerpodcast at gmail.com. All one word, Dragoon is spelled with two O's. Dragoon's Lair Podcast at gmail.com. You can find me, Blue Dragoon13, at Instagram. You can find me on Hive Tribal. You can also find me on Twitch. I will hopefully be streaming if my job ever gives me an opportunity to have some time off so I can play some games. 
and maybe we'll even stream an episode of the show live for you guys if we get can get people. some interest into this. You can find me on Instagram, you know, and you can find me on the Clock app. The Clock? The Tiki Talk, as oh, you like tiki. to call it. No, you the, know, it, the Ticking it, Talk. Yeah, it's the it's the Clock Overlords. It is. You know, it, it you definitely get lost in the in the yeah, time no, funnel yeah, going through there. And now, Mike, where can they find you? You can find me at Facebook on uh, try this again. <laughs> Take two. Uh, hit me up on Facebook at Hampstead Pellet Productions. I got a bunch of stuff coming up. I'm directing a short play that will be in a film, hopefully in a uh, screenwriting festival at the Little Victory Theater. Um, got a couple of plays coming up that I'm auditioning for, so hopefully I'll get a part, and I'll keep you guys a part of that. I got three films that I want to shoot, at least three films I want to shoot coming up this year. So follow me on Hamster Pellet Productions at Facebook.com. You can find me on The Ticking Talk, also Hamster Pellet Productions. And you get to follow me on Instagram at, you guessed it, Hamster Pellet Productions. And if they want to email you, where can they email you at? They can email me at, guess what, Hamster Pellet Productions at gmail.com. That's right. We've now shilled ourselves out, I think, more than enough. More. And um, yeah, you know what? We've got a lot to look forward to, mm-hmm. and we'll talk to you guys more next time. So and hopefully, you guys will talk back to us because we have at least two followers. And thank you, mom. Yeah, th- <laughs> yeah, thank your mom because my mom's not listening. Yeah, thank <laughs> you, mom. You, at least your mom loves you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, later, everybody. Later.